Hello and welcome back to the second episode of StarPod Reviews. My name is Chloe Liddell, I'm StarPod President and I'm here with the committee, David, Holly and Ed. In today's episode, David will be covering a TV show, Hollywood Sound, and then Ed will be doing the literature and I have the wild card for this week. Today, I was given the task of film or TV show, and I realized I haven't watched many films recently, so it was basically a choice between Austin Powers or Hannibal, the TV series. So that is what I'm reviewing today. My partner watched it, or, or nearly watched all of the first series, and she kept trying to get me to watch it. And so eventually I was like, okay, fine, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try. And I won't lie, from the first episode, I was absolutely hooked on it. There was something very there was just and maybe it was just that kind of film student in me that i was looking for all these things but I, I i really appreciated the cinematography more than anything else there's some really really clever uses of framing and camera movement the color palettes are are all very considered there you can just tell there's a, a, a lot of technical craft going into it and it, it feels like such a breath of fresh air so i believe the first series that aired in 2013 uh the notable cast uh hugh dancy mads mickelson obviously is hannibal lecter in the series that's not any kind of spoiler it's very much you know but i mean because you've got signs of the lambs uh, as well as all of the books and then the other films as well as being these very iconic uh pieces of media that kind of everyone know or at least mo most people have either seen or read or know about they know about Hannibal Lecter you know it's him and they don't try and I was worried they were going to try and make the mystery about like oh who did it and we all know it's Hannibal but they, they don't hide that it's the, the, the first episode you, know, you jump into it and Maz Muxley he's just so damn charismatic he's so charming but so evil and so sinister but so cool and like you want to you you want to just sort of kind of be his friend if you absolutely haven't seen hannibal and don't want to know anything about it at all then yeah maybe stop listening but basically yeah he cooks the people people uh for his guests and as awful as that sounds and i i want to clarify i don't want to eat people but his house is so nice and he's got so many books <laughs> and like i just some of the conversations almost feel a little bit not detached from the the plot or from the show but they just feel like some of these scenes these conversations with him and his character could be like their own show it could just or it could just be a, a really short mm. film which is basically this scene because they, they get into some really interesting um philosophical mm. questions like uh, is it okay to eat people oh uh, no because of course no one knows that he's eating people um except the audience Except the audience. So he, just needs to, he just needs to bring it up really carefully. Just like, hey, how do you feel about this? Just, is that, is that how you think <laughs> that he, cannibals recruit other cannibals? Like, oh, hey. Uh, so I thought they did this? it on like Craigslist and stuff. What, what's your name? Do you like to eat people? Join us. Um, Lawrence Fishburne is in it as well. He's probably oh. the other uh, notable name. I will say across the whole season, the first sort of four or five episodes, I would say, are really 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 good and the last three four are really 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 good there's a section in the middle 
maybe three episodes or so, which are still good, but they kind of slow down from the main plot a bit and and become a little bit more procedural. Are they fillers? No, because every night there's, there's little seeds and there's a lot of important character development. But in terms of the main sort of overarching plot line of the series it it's not about that for the, these these three it becomes a little bit more not like killer of the week but like each episode is kind of a self-contained thing if you like kind of i don't say cop dramas or procedural dramas but that kind of cop show or kind of mystery or murder mystery or if you're just into good shows with good filmmaking and great acting i definitely recommend it there's there's three series uh, there's three seasons We've just started season two, so I can't confirm that it stays that good or gets better. I could be completely wrong about this because I've never actually seen the series. But does Hannibal not have a bit of a thing with like a police officer or something? Someone told me or like the person who's investigating him or like. Is that not in Silence of the Lambs? Am I thinking of Killing Eve? That's... I feel like this is like because it's like a very popular fandom, Hannibal. That could yes. be a fandom. Oh, thing. there's there oh. is. Um, I will also say, and I don't know if future seasons it becomes sort of uh, canon or whatever. Yeah. But there is so much kind of gay subtext, <laughs> and it is very interesting because the main character is this guy called Will Graham, who's kind of this specialist brought in by the FBI. So he's investigating these these murders. And Dr. Lecter is brought in as a sort of other specialist <laughs> by the FBI. Of course. And of course they have you know, no idea. But th- th- their chemistry, th- their, their friendship, but their, their whole dynamic, and then the kind of triangle of them and Lawrence Fishburne's character, whose name escapes me. I think it's Jack. It's, it, it just makes some really, really wonderful, complex scenes where there's layers of subtext going on and you know, one line, and you know that they mean something else by a line than another catch means. It's just moments like that that are so satisfying because it's so clearly thought out and, and well-written. To answer your question, yes, I suppose there is a bit of a thing between Hannibal and a sort of police officer or specialist guy, but I can't confirm exactly what that thing is. How do you think uh, Mickelson's performance rates against Hopkins? I mean, they're very different. They are very, very, very different. What I, all I would say is Mickelson definitely is Dr. Lecter in that sense. Like, Hopkins is kind of always just chilling. <laughs> it's a good, great performance, but yeah. is always chilling. Whereas you can see, you, you really do get why they don't suspect him. Yeah. You know, or like you, you kind of think, because you know it's him and you think, oh, surely they've got to know. And then just the way he acts and and the kind of performance he puts on is very very fascinating but he's just he's so talented an actor and he's so he's so charming 10 out of 10 purely because i i, I might fancy mads mickelson there Excellent you go it's in the you. podcast it's very honest who's next i've chosen to review the song labor by paris paloma apparently it was a tiktok song which i didn't realize when i wrote this review but i haven't been able to stop listening to it Thank you. 
it scratches my brain because it kind of exudes this sense of liberation and defiance which almost makes the listener feel powerful I want to say it's got a folky beat incorporated with a kind of haunting chanting and children's voices which adds to this um, I'm not someone who usually focuses on the lyrics in songs I usually just go for how the song makes me feel and how the song sounds as opposed to the lyrics which is probably why I like Eurovision so much <laughs> Was this a Eurovision song? No, it's not a Eurovision <laughs> song. Um, it is a TikTok song, though. Or it had a trend on TikTok, which I didn't realise. Yeah. What was but the I trend? F- it was like they were talking about women's history, yeah. I think, and they would play this song. Oh, cool. But it explores the themes of women's struggle and perseverance, which is hugely relatable, and talks of the emotional labour they have to go through. We have to be mothers, therapists, cooks, maids, and this song perfectly encapsulates this frustration that I think a lot of women feel towards these expectations. That's what I wrote down. Even though it is a TikTok song, I feel like it's like genuinely good on its own as well. Yeah, TikTok songs are generally overplayed, but I could play this one forever. Like, it just... it's I, I made a... I made a playlist on Spotify in honour of it called Brain Scratchy Music, and it's the first one on um, the Brain Scratchy Music playlist. That is such a good name. Yeah. And, like, way of describing and organising music. Because I I try, most of the time, I I like getting really into the context and, like, the meanings of all the lyrics and stuff. It it does, you can't really explain why a song just really scratches your brain. See, that one scratches my brain and I like the lyrics. Fair enough. So, so do you mean by scratching, what do you mean by scratching your brain? Because to me that I, makes it sound like it, it's it's an earworm. It's, it's a soothing. an earworm, soothing. It's, it's soothing. So for me, usually it's something with like harmonies. As much right. as I hate to say it, certain glee covers, I hate to say it. So but you, you said soothing, so is that not more like stroking a cat's head kind of? Is that what you mean? Difficult to stroke a cat's head in one's brain no 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 what i mean is you know how like like that emotion that i imagine cats have when they're they're being they're they're very coddled and you're you're stroking their hair and they start you know purring like that emotional is that what we're talking about i would say it's just like it just gets stuck in like it just gets stuck in your head and there's like no reason but it's just like it's just constantly there and you just can't stop listening to it that's kind of why i think whenever i'm like my brain scratchy Earworm, but also, <laughs> yeah. I get, yeah, earworms, but not annoying. So right. I have a habit of getting one to five songs usually, and I will listen to them for about a month. And those are the yeah. only five songs I will listen to for a month. Then I'll get yeah, sick get of them. I haven't got sick of that song yet. Would you describe it as anthemic? Because, I mean, I had to look at the lyrics. It looks like it would be quite an empowering song. Yeah, it's definitely empowering. You've looked at the music video as well. I haven't actually seen it. Oh, it's really I, I should have watched it actually in it's hindsight. Really I don't good. usually watch music videos. We'll pause the recording. We'll watch the music <laughs> no, video. We'll come back. <laughs> so do you know this song? Sorry, Dave. No, I no, never. Okay. Heard, I'd never okay. heard of the artist. Never heard of the song. Uh, admittedly, I don't know if it's not really a defence, but I'm not on TikTok, so I, that's, I had fair, no I idea it was a trend. I didn't find the song on TikTok. I actually. didn't find the song on TikTok either until I was saying to someone, "Oh yeah, I really like this song." They're like why it's a tiktok song and i was like doesn't mean that it's a bad song i think tiktok songs can be like tiktok songs TikTok, been good. So, tiktok gets a lot of songs popular yeah like songs that are genuinely good that probably wouldn't have been as popular as they were if they hadn't been used in a tiktok have you listened to any of their songs i haven't i keep meaning to okay i, I have recommendations uh, i've not listened to all of her <laughs> songs but the songs that are in this they're released around the same time as this 
song, uh, As Good As A Reason, very good, and mm-hmm. Yeti. Those are the two that are in this kind of like EP. And then her cover of It's Called Freefall is amazing. And The Fruits. Those are my the songs that are by her that are really, really good. So usually I listen to music that Spotify says, you should listen to this in a playlist. So it'll be like one song per artist. So when it comes to my end of year and it's and it's like this is your most listened to artist and it'll be something really obscure that I really don't li- like I don't go out of my way to listen to it. it'll just be that I listen to a particular song that often but I would be inclined to listen to her other stuff I think what would you rate the song out of 10 I don't really see anything wrong with the song personally so I would probably say a 10 okay so this is um, a really sweet book and it's by T. Kingfisher, which is a pseudonym. It is called Thornhedge. It was released in August by Titan Books. It is about Sleeping Beauty, but it's not about Sleeping Beauty. It's not her story. It's the story of the fairy that put her to sleep. But it's not Maleficent. That one with... um... Maleficent? Yeah, that's the one with Catherine Zeta-Jones. That is, that is, is it not Catherine? Angelina, Angelina Jolie. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> please keep so that proud. in. Please keep that in. I know someone. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I got the wrong person. Who was the one in Salt? That was Angelina, Angelina Jolie as well. That's oh, amazing film, Salt. Anyway, another <laughs> another story, another time. So this is about a fairy that isn't a fairy. I'm not spoiling it, but she's the one that curses Sleeping Beauty to be asleep. It's about someone who's a fairy, but not really a fairy. Why they've put Sleeping Beauty to sleep. Why Sleeping Beauty isn't necessarily the hero. And it's also about a knight. And it's a really sweet story. Like, yes, there is some really disturbing things that happen. And there are some really disturbing characters that are actually quite sweet. So they're disturbing because of what they look like or, you know... And it, I think that's actually the thing about this. It's less about what people look like and who they really are. And it's a really sweet story. As a novella, novella, depending on which pronunciation we're going for, <laughs> and we're going to argue about that. Um, As in the right pronunciation or the wrong pronunciation. <laughs> it's not a Spanish TV show, so, you know. Yeah, but uh, what would be really funny is if you turn out to be correct... Oh, I'm probably not. I'm just, I'm 99% sure that it's I'm probably novella. not correct. I'm just wanting to be correct. So I will use my pronunciation till the cows come home. Anyway, really good book. Probably about 7.5, maybe an 8 out of 10. Oh, wow. Um, it is pretty good. It's not, I mean, it's short. I read this as an ebook. Now, I do prefer physical books, but I read most of my books as ebooks because they're cheaper. And I am not made of money so i picked it up not knowing anything about the book and read it in one sitting it's enjoyable and i've tried not to give too much away but i've probably given far too much away but yeah it's called thorn hedge by t kingfisher you said t king was it t king kingfisher no t, t. kingfisher t yeah. kingfisher you said that was like a it's a, a pseudonym yes apparently it's the vaguely absurd pen name of ursula vernon who also writes children's books and weird comics. But she writes when she writes for adults, she writes as T. Kingfisher. So Nettle and Bone is really good. I'm hoping there'll be a sequel, but I think it's a standalone Nettle and Bone. Really good story. 
really worth reading. It's not it's not a challenging read in the sense of it's not going to get you thinking. You know, it's not. But if you want to, I suppose it's a beach read, and it's a fairy tale, but it's not. So I really love fairy tale retellings. I, I love, love retellings. Them. Did you ever watch? This is kind of it. Reminds me of Once Upon a Time. Yes. I don't know if you ever watched yes. that. I used to be obsessed with that show, but they had all the fairy tale retellings, yeah. and it sounds like something that could have come out of that. They tend to relook at villains and be like, yeah. "Were they actually villains?" Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's probably if you're if you're reading it, you're probably most likely to compare it with Maleficent, but it really isn't because Maleficent was evil because of what happened to her, mm-hmm. whereas this character definitely isn't evil. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, although the focus is on the same character, so to speak, whereas Maleficent became evil because of circumstance, this one wasn't evil at all. Although, obviously, you might question her actions, but that's okay because you're allowed to question. But it's not really meant to be. It's just a sweet story. You're not supposed to be thinking too deep about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. What would you say is the kind of target audience so it's definitely adults i'd have said if you enjoyed something like did anyone read fairy tale by king stephen king you should read that too so i like fantasy so i know that stephen king isn't known for fantasy but that is a fantasy thriller i guess if you like sweet or retold fairy tales and by sweet i don't mean sickly disney sweet i mean this is just a nice, almost English fairy tales, British fairy tales, you know, where they're, they've got a slight dark side, but they're not quite full on Hans Christian Andersen with chopping children's feet off. The Sleeping Beauty, the original one, is yeah. messed up. Yeah. I, I, I really I really hate Sleeping Beauty. It's my least favourite of the Disney movies. I don't think I've ever actually seen Sleeping Beauty. I, I, really, I really don't like it. She only has like seventeen yeah, lines in the entire movie, or something. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, she has asleep just, for most of it. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just dis- so, yeah, dislike I mean, it. In this one, Sleeping Beauty is asleep for pretty much all of it, and that's a good thing. Okay, but this is less about her. This is about the fairy. Um, the fairy is good. Were um, there not three fairies? Or no, that is that just Disney. I think there might be in yeah. the original, but this is a retelling without those three fairies. Mm-hmm. This is the fairy we all think is evil. Um, and this is like two, this is like a thousand years after she's put Sleeping Beauty to sleep. Basically, this fairy's powers are keeping Sleeping Beauty asleep and turning into a frog. That should just be the tagline for the, for the book. I would like to put people to sleep and turn into a frog. I feel like they're quite good powers to have. So my wild card is the only video game I have ever 100%ed, which is Stray. It is it's an adventure game developed by Blue 12 Studio and published by Annapurna Interactive. It's a very, very sweet game. I love it so much. You play as a cat. You play as a cat, you're a little cat, and you act like a cat. And then the whole world is populated by robots. So this is like thousands and thousands of years after like the human civilization has been wiped out and then there's kind of just like really tiny remnants left of what the robots kind of mimicking human behavior it's just it's just so sweet it's just so so sweet it's also kind of got like layers basically the very beginning of the game you're a cat with your little cat family uh you're outside and then something happens you get separated and you fall into the slums. 
which is where the game starts, like the official game starts. And you meet all these really cool characters. They're so expressive. You go around exploring, find little collectibles, all kind of add to the story, add to little side quests. And then you're meeting characters and helping the story important characters with their journeys. And then as you try and reach the surface, along with your little companion, B12, who's this little robot who like flies along behind you. It's really cute. There's no human characters, no human characters at all, which is very interesting because they're actually going to make this into an animated movie, which I'm very, very excited about. I think I've heard about this, yes. actually, now I have to think of it. Yes. This I'm is news. So this is news to me. This is news. Oh. Who's, do you know who who's making it? It's the uh, game studio, so oh. Annapurna Interactive. There's probably someone else who's doing it as well, but I, I, I think it's, made... it's also people who made Nimona. Yeah. But yeah, it's the only game I've ever 100%ed, which is impressive for me because I get very frustrated at games. I'm not a patient person. What? <laughs> I'm so impatient. I'm so stubborn. If I can't do something right away or if I'm confused or if I'm lost in a game, I get very annoyed and I decide I'm like, mm, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go back to the beginning where it was nice and fun and, and I knew what I was doing. So are you, is this an open world game or is it quite limited? It's, it's still quite closed off, but like the areas are quite big and there yeah. is kind of a lot you can explore and do fun cat things like knock mm-hmm. things over. You knock things off the shelves. You can scratch things up to get like get into new areas. So this is how you you relieve frustration, is it? By I, scratching. Well, I pretend would, to be a cat. Pretend to be a cat. I screamed at this game because there's like little mini like not fight scenes, but there there's like you know what I'm talking about. Is it um, cat fights? No. <laughs> there's in some sections of the games. There's this like enemies. Right that you need to like outrun so it's not like you're you're not fighting anything but like there's like you need to like outsmart them and when you keep dying it's very frustrating and i i'm not good at dealing with stressful games but i love it it's so cute what's the rough complete time roughly i'm not asking oh it was it was not that long at all so it's quite a short game very short like there's memories that you can collect memories of human civilization or there like there's a lot of things are implied about what has happened to make the society the way that it is the cat has a little backpack the cat has a little backpack and as soon as you put the cat the backpack on it acts exactly the way you think a cat would act if you had a backpack on on the floor and like it's so uncomfortable my cat would not survive a day in an apocalyptic world she's too fat and lazy Definitely in the nicest episode. way possible. I, I love her. It's, but. So, oh, it's so good. It's such a cute game. What would you rate the game out of 10? I would give it an 8.5 because of the frustratingness of some of the like chase scenes or some of the puzzles that you have to get to get around the enemies. Did you look up online guides? Yes. Oh, okay, fair enough. I was expecting I usually up, people kind of I looked up go, no, so no, of many. Didn't. I looked no, up I so many. I looked up where to find all the collectibles. I will yes. do that with every single game. I do not care. Oh, Who does? I have no. I, I have no shame. shame I will that. do it. I, 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 I agree. I don't. I wasn't trying to oh, okay. inflict shame. I just thought that from the way you were going about saying how you like it was the first game you hundred percented, no. sort of made it sound no. as though you'd just sort no. of managed to do that along nope. the way. When when you say you hundred percented it. Now, there are two versions of 100% of it, and I'm just... You, as in, you completed the storyline, or you actually completed absolutely everything? I completed everything. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just making sure. All the trophies. I've only done that mm-hmm. to one game. Uh, that's the only game I've ever done it to. 
when I was in high school, I completed a go vacation on the Wii, and that is the only one I've ever 100%ed. And I, even then, I don't think I completed, like, everything, everything, but I completed all of the... I didn't do everything to, like, three stars. Each challenge was <laughs> up to three... It's difficult to explain. Each challenge yeah, was, like, up to three stars. I didn't complete everything up to three stars, but I did complete all the challenges. So I did that with Cooking Mama. That's everything we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find all of our other episodes anywhere that you get podcasts. And we hope you join us in our next episode. <laughs>